Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos comic book club. I'm your host VM Campos. This is the series where I review a comic book new or old from my collection. It's the end of the month however so it's time for a comic book haul and giveaway. If you're listening to the podcast it will be revealed at some point how you can enter the giveaway with no purchase necessary to win some cool comic books. Just listen in to find out how. Also, check out the video version to actually see the comic books I'm talking about. Let's get started. So, one of the books that I picked up was Captain Marvel The End One Shot. This book is climbing up in price for a very interesting plot point taking place in the year 2051. No spoilers. So, I got the regular cover here. They didn't have the Peach Momoko cover at the moment. So I got the regular cover, very cool uh, Captain Marvel in a very luminous outfit. In the future, it's a one-shot. Uh, Kelly Thompson is the writer on that. Careño is the writer, and we also have Curiel. So I picked this one up here before it gets too expensive. I don't think it's going to be at the same level of expense, but while I was at the shop, I also got Doctor Strange, the end. So uh, it looks like Marvel is doing a lot of these, the end sort of storylines. And we have this amazing old grizzled looking Doctor Strange. Haven't cracked this one open yet. It probably takes place also in the future, just like the Captain Marvel one. Really like that cover a lot. Can't wait to check it out. Finally got issue number two of Star Wars Doctor Aphra, volume two, The Rings of Valet. Uh, so I, it just feels that this came out so long ago, and I guess it did at the beginning of the year before the pandemic started. And finally, I can read issue number two of Dr. Afra's brand new series. So if you don't know about her, she's sort of like Indiana Jones crossed with Han Solo in the Star Wars universe. And this current plot takes place after the events of The Empire Strikes Back. So welcome back, Dr. Afra. I picked up Doom 2099 number one. Uh, I believe this was published at the end of last year um, or so because Marvel was doing a lot of these 2099 sort of one shots. And here we have Dr. Doom. I read the original Doom back in the 90s. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting take on the character in the future and such. And so I'm a sucker for that sort of nostalgia. To be honest, I didn't really enjoy the Spider-Man 2099 one shot. So I haven't read this one yet to see if it compares or not. Hopefully it's a little better. But I love the cover, Doom 2099, looking really cool, futuristic and luminous, as he is wont to do. Next up, the continuation, the continued, continued readings of uh, Ghost Spider, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Woman, whatever you want to call her. I guess Ghost Spider is the official name. Uh, Legacy number 59. And this is uh, volume four or so, or three or so of, uh, of Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider. Etc. And uh, I like the cover here. I like the Gwenum symbiote. And uh, the plots have been kind of interesting, although I don't quite like how they're mixing Earth 65 with Earth 616, but I've said that before and you're probably tired of it. So moving on. Sins Rising Prelude from The Amazing Spider Man. This is number one. Now, when I got into comics for the very first time, this was way back in 1987 during Kraven's Last Hunt. So, what a way to start comics being a nine-year-old to have such a deep, mature storyline. The next storyline, which is happening over at Spectacular Spider-Man, was the return of the Sin Eater. Now, that was over 30, 
five years ago or whatever. Math is hard. And so I don't know if um, Sin Eater had been back since then. There was a large chunk of time where I wasn't reading Spider-Man, but I'm reading him now. And uh, we got the Sin Eater coming back, plus also uh, finally the reveal of Kindred and such. So here we have the regular cover for Sin's Rising. I pick up my comics once a month, so sometimes there's a stack of uh, subsequent issues. So I also got Amazing Spider-Man 44, 45, and 46, which is all part of that whole new Sin Eater Kindred reveal sort of thing. So beware the rising. And then we have Sin's Rising uh, 1 and 2 and so forth. And I love this cover of the Sin Eater. Uh, sort of painterly artistic and as usual he's got a shotgun ready to cleanse the sins of the world and spider-man tormented to try to stop him so i got a lot of reading here to do on the spider world i picked up uh venom number 25 actually legacy number 190 uh obviously in 10 issues from now they're gonna do some big extravaganza venom issue 200 and uh, this is the third printing, Carnage versus Tyranno Venom. Uh, so don't sleep on these later printings of these big books. If you're in it for the collecting of it, second printings and such are starting to get in, in good value. Not just first printing, it was for a long time, just first printing, second printing is trash, line your birdcage with it. But I've started to see so many second printings and, and on that are getting valuable, like the Spider-Gwen. Even fifth printing, fourth printing is starting to be pretty valuable now that first printing is like $500. Even the fifth and, and fourth and fifth printings and such are valuable. And other books that went on to sixth printings, those are a few double-digit values, not like the 99-cent trash it would have been back in the day. So I got uh, I, I got my original you know first print of number 25, of course. But then um, at the at the shop they had some third printing, so I got one, and it's a pretty epic cover with uh, Carnage versus uh, Dino Venom. Moving over to DC Comics, here's the one I really wanted to get. So I I love the Tales from the Dark Multiverse one shots. The Death of Superman one shook me, as the kids would say. That one was Lois Lane taking on the mantle of Superwoman after Doomsday does kill Superman and he's not able to come back to life with the Reign of the Superman storyline and all of that from the 90s. Well, what was another amazing plotline of the early 90s? Batman Nightfall. So here we have the dark multiverse version of things. And uh, I already kind of read the synopsis. I haven't read the book, but I read the synopsis and it is freaking epic. And I wanted to get it, so I, I did find one at the local shop. I thought I'd have to go to eBay and get it at an exorbitant price, which they're starting to rise now. And so here it is, Batman Nightfall from the Dark Universe. Dark Multiverse. All hail Saint Batman. Moving over to Image, I'm picking up um, Spawn. So record-breaking, 308 issues of this series is the longest-running series uh, of any uh, independent publisher, so obviously it's not as long-running as Spider-Man and Batman and all of that, but it's the longest-running independent one after it surpassed Cerebus. Here we have 308. Um, Cerebus reached 300. It's longer-running than Walking Dead. That one reached 193. It's longer-running than Savage Dragon. That one just reached 250. It's longer than Gold Digger, Fred Perry's Gold Digger. That's like at 280 or so. Longer than Knights of the Kitchen Table. What is that one at? Also like at 260, 250 or so. 
And so it's got the, our comeback will be bigger than our setback trade dress on that and its consequences of sin part one. Mercy number four from um, Image as well with the trade dress right there. So continuing the story of this eldritch horror uh, by Mirka and Dolfo. Um, I'm enjoying the art and the story on that. It's uh, rated mature. It's very violent and sexy. And it's very WTF. What is even going on in the story? So this is issue number four of the series. Uh, I believe it's a five or maybe six issue limited series. So here's number four. Negan lives. Number one, second printing. So um, yeah, Negan, Negan uh, one-shot story, although the ending of it makes it seem like there could be more stories, probably will be more stories. It's very open-ended ending. After the surprise ending of The Walking Dead at 193, people were of course still wanting their Walking Dead fix, and Robert Kirkman et al. was happy to oblige. There's a letter printed in the back about how they were still going to print a Walking Dead series, especially after the pandemic and such. And it's this one shot. So this is a second printing. And like I said, second printings and so forth have starting to get in some value. And the image books, they, they don't do a lot of second printings, although, you know, Spawn 300 went up to third or fourth printing. But here's a second printing. And there's so many variants of this just with the logo. There's the regular red logo. There's this blue logo. There's a bronze foil logo. There's a gold logo, silver logo. There's a bunch of types of logos. The one at the shop, they were selling the, the bronze one, I guess. For $200 and on checked on eBay and I'm like yeah right $200 if it's 9.8 signed but they were selling it raw for 200 at that local sh at my local shop so that's pretty weird anyway I got the regular price second printing blue lettered cover last time I went to the comic shops I finally thought okay let me get this pretty violent uh, with swear with lots of squares comic uh, from Derek Hunter and I read the first issue and I liked it. I like the art. It's really funny and cute and violent. It reminds me a lot of um, F Fairyland by Scotty Young, but it's about superheroes. So we have Gamma Ray and she's just trying to be a good superhero, but she causes a lot of collateral damage and gets uh, mistaken for a villain and such and goes on, on rampages. So I picked up um, at the same shop. I, I picked up number two. Love that cover right there, like the bloody ice cream van and everything. Number three, even more blood. She's popping out of a monster's skull to take the jewel, I guess. Uh, number four is a cool contrast where the previous ones have been just a pure white cover. And here we have, I don't know this character just yet, but a very cool flaming background. And he looks pretty tough, except for a snotty nose. Unfortunately, they did not have number five. So I have to go find that one. I have number six. So that one's a spoiler alert, perhaps. And uh, I've been enjoying this book, and I've got a bunch of reading to do on it. Over at IDW, I'm reading Usagi Ojimbo. I still haven't gotten quite used to it being in color. I'm more of a classic Usagi fan with it in black and white. And here we have, I believe, volume 4, published at IDW, issue 10. So that's going to be a little bit over a year now or so that it's been at IDW. So this is uh, a one-shot issue, I believe. Number 10 on the corner, it tells you um, how many parts there are to a story. And I like that, that there's some issues that are just like one self-contained story. There's been a three-part storyline so far, a couple of two parts and such. And then on issue number 11, that seems to begin the four-part The Return plotline, where Usagi returns back to his original village from back in the day. 
So this is a Stan Sakai character that's uh, celebrated 35 years now. Finally got my copy of Read Only Memories number four. Of, of course I picked up the Neo Fotisto cover, this beautiful 16-bit style of artwork. Uh, really gives me a nostalgia to it all. The interior art is completely different, but still very, very good. Very luminous. Reminds me like of uh, Robbie Rodriguez style. And it's taking place in the world of this video game. There's like some weird cyber cults and so forth. And then our main character is a detective slash reporter trying to get to the bottom of things. And this is the final issue of the series. Oh yes, I got Star Trek Deep Space Nine number one, Too Long a Sacrifice. This is like uh, meeting up with an old friend. Star Trek Deep Space Nine is my favorite Star Trek of all. It's the best Star Trek of all. Fight me on it. Don't even try actually, you lost. This is the best series of all. There's just such a range of personal conflicts, personal triumphs and tragedies, global conflicts, galaxy-wide tales, well-developed characters. It's amazing. And it's great to see a return to this world of Deep Space Nine. There has not been an, a Star Trek Deep Space Nine book in a while. I think way back in 2013 or 14 was one of the last times that was published, way back last decade. I would have liked to have gotten the photo cover. I got the regular cover. Um, haven't read it yet, haven't opened it yet, but I can't wait because I love Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Next up, I got Voyage to the Stars number one, cover A. Now, this is from a podcast. Is this the first comic book that came from a podcast? I know that there was the Thrilling Adventure Hour comic uh, a few years ago. Don't know much about that original source material except for the comic, which I enjoyed. Um, and so here is from a podcast that has become a comic book. The cover, of course, if you might recognize it and grew up in the 80s. This is an homage to the Goonies movie poster with all of the characters. I don't know any of these characters. I don't know this podcast, but I thought the cover looked cool and the concept was cool. So I picked it up. It's issue number one. Perfect place to get started. All right, everyone, let's pause for the giveaway. Remember, no purchase necessary. All you have to do is go to my website, vmcompass.com slash pound, contact, and send me an email and tell me about your favorite Japanese animation or Japanese comic. So tell me which is your favorite anime, which is your favorite manga, and why it is. Um, do that before the next comic haul, which is at the end of next month in September, to be entered to win some comic book prizes. We'll be in contact when you win about what you'll get exactly to, to choose from. So get on over to my website, send me an email, tell me about your favorite manga or anime, and you'll be entered. No purchase necessary, easy as that. Back to the show. Over at IDW, I'm picking up Deja Thoris. So this is an interesting character that's been around since, uh, I don't know, the 30s or something. And um, this is a new take on the character, new plot lines. This is issue number six. Amazing Lucio Perillo covers as usual. I love his covers. They're almost like an auto purchase for me nowadays. It's like this realistic Alex Ross style, but more fantasy focused, I would say, in the realism of uh, the Alex Ross usual styles. Ventures of Amparella is another one I've been picking up regularly, another Perillo cover. Um, this is... Um, a sequel to the story from the 90s where Vampirella dies uh, defending Earth, 
they try to bring her back in this Vengeance of Amparella Volume 2. They do succeed. Spoiler alert, it happened back on issue 3 or whatever. as issue number 8. And now there's even more stuff that's going on where Vampirella versus the Lords of Chaos and Mistress Nyx and such. So, another epic Perillo cover to add to the collection. We've also got another epic WTF story. Um, Red, Sonia, and Vampirella meet Betty and Veronica. So in this alternate dimension or whatever, we've got the Scion of Draculon and the She-Devil with a Sword meeting Archie's pals, Betty Cooper and Veronica Lodge. This is a very cool, like, hippie sort of cover. Issue number 10. Now I also got issue number 11, another sort of like hippie sort of style, kind of realistic and such. And then I got issue number 12, Laura Braga's uh, cover. The ending is kind of like a the end question mark, but I'm like, yeah, right. It's been so popular. This was a limited series of only like six issues originally. It came so popular that it already went up to 12, and I'm sure more are coming because of that final page of this issue. And lastly, I finally got a copy of Sacred Six. Number one, this is definitely one of the series I was going to start back in March and April, but everything shut down, pushed everything back, finally got my copy of it from the pages of Vengeance of Vampirella and the new Vampirella plot lines. We've got these the various characters, Draculina, Chastity, etc., going to a small town called Sacred to battle vampires and other supernatural things. Jay Lee cover right here, and this this book's got literally like 50 different variant covers. Some virgin covers, cosplay covers, just so many covers. So I finally got it. It's regular old cover number one. The interior is pretty cool because it's got a sort of like prologue story by Jay Lee art and then uh, another artist um, doing the, the main plot which is like a very grungy sort of the style of Philadelphia artist. Secret Six number one. Moving over to Oni Press, finally got issue number two of Rick and Morty Go to Hell. This is another book that was kind of pushed back by the pandemic. And basically, it's Rick and Morty going through the levels of hell to meet Satan. They somehow end up in hell on issue one. You don't know why. Mysteries will be revealed as they go through hell. Rick and Morty presents Bird Person. So, Oni published various books uh, that are one-shots. Oh, the various characters of the Rick and Morty universe, Sleepy Gary, the Vindicators, etc. And here we have Bird Person's turn. Got the variant cover. This is by Kamunkoli, I believe. And it's a really kind of cool, like, anime sort of magical girl style of thing. So it's the origin of Bird Person when he was Bird Boy. And wrapping up with a blaze, I picked up the Sumerian Red Nails. Again, uh, when I do my weekend show Top Comic Book Picks live, um, I've been, I feel like I've been talking about this for months, for weeks, and I have because it's everything been pushed back. But I finally got this, uh, Red Nails number one. So this is basically public domain Conan stories published by Ablaze, uncensored. So uh, I got um, Queen of the Black Coast. That was a story with Belit. This one is Red Nails. This is a story with Valeria. I think there's another one coming out or has come out. So I liked Queen of the Black Coast a lot, and I flipped through this one, and I like the uh, the art on that too. And I read a little bit of the preview on another book of it, and that's enjoyable. So it's I think it's gonna be a two issue series, just like Queen of the Black Coast. So Sumerian Red Nails. There were a lot of variant covers, but I went with this one. Uh, I forgot to check what number it was, but um, kind of cool epic cover, no nonsense. We've got Conan, Valeria, a bunch of creatures, treasures, and so forth. That's Conan. 
And lastly, Mirka and Dolfo's Unsacred Number 7, final issue. Uh, basically, it ends with a the end question mark sort of thing, which feels like it ended. And this has been the story of Damiano and Angelina, a devil and angel in this world that fall in love way back on issue one. They date for a while, they get married eventually. It's a very chaste relationship for a long time until it's not. And ups and downs, trials and tribulations. It's a, it's a funny series. I like it. Uh, it feels very European, very silly. Amazing art by Andolfo. She, of course, worked on Unnatural for Image. She's doing Mercy, like I also showed, for Image. And then she's got here this other series, In a Blaze. And she's also worked for DC and Marvel, doing covers and other sorts of things. This is the final issue of a pretty fun series, Unsacred number 7. So there you go. That was my comic haul for this month. Lots of books to pick up. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and all that good stuff, or head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash vmcampos to get various rewards, or simply to follow to be alerted to everything that I do. This has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.